The following audio is from Morningstar Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio. For more information about Morningstar, visit morningstardayton.org. Hey everybody, well, man, we're so sorry. We had to cancel again, it's two weeks in a row. Man, it's cold outside, it's snowy, and we just really wanted to err on the side of caution. We want everybody to stay safe, and we, we hate canceling. Like, we do not like to cancel church, and we really are gonna miss uh, being able to meet in person today, but man, God has really blessed us with this technology that we're able to still come together and be challenged in God's word and really see what he has to say. And so here's what I want everybody to do. Gather your family around, uh, go grab your Bible, and we, we're gonna just open up God's word today and see what he has for us. Um, and I think this might even really jumpstart some really neat conversations uh, in your family. And so our, that's what our prayer is for today at least. So everybody stay safe and stay home. And, uh, and hopefully next Sunday uh, we can meet again in, in person and, and keep going with this series that we started a couple weeks ago. We started this series called RUN. And really what it is, is we're looking at what God's doing in our church here at Morningstar right now and what we need to have happen this year in 2019. And we're posing this question of, are you in? Like, are you willing to be a part of that? And so um, just like last week, we talked about being moved. This week, uh, we're going to talk about something that really, while it's not part of the series, it really does go with the series. It's kind of a supplemental to our RUN series. And so I'm excited about this time. We can meet together today and do this. And so we're going to be in Matthew chapter 4. So go ahead and grab your Bibles and go to Matthew chapter 4. And um, sometimes we read through this passage and we read through it really fast or we're trying to complete our daily reading or let's be honest, a lot of us, and I mean, I fall into this too, sometimes we, we don't even read it at all. Uh, but sometimes when we read passages of scripture, we miss some important things of really what, what does that mean? Like what, why did God have that in there uh, and what message does he have for me? So I don't want us to miss that today. And so in Matthew chapter four, um, look in verse 18. It says, Jesus, it says, as he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew. And they were casting a net into the sea since they were fishermen. Verse 19 starts off by Jesus saying, follow me, he told them, and I will make you to fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and they followed him. And then we get to the very next verse in verse 21. It says, going on from there, which means Jesus kept walking, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. And they were in a boat with Zebedee, their father, and they were mending their nets. And he called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father, and they followed him. So, like, we can read through that really fast, and we kind of miss some really important things. First of all, Jesus, is, he's kind of already jump-started his earthly ministry, and so now he's walking by the Sea of Galilee, and he sees uh, four guys. Uh, Peter and Andrew and their brothers and James and John and those guys are brothers and they're all fishermen. Peter and Andrew, they're actually fishing. James and John, they're mending their nets. And he says just this one phrase to them. He just says, follow me. And then what we see is that both sets of brothers, that word immediately is used for their response. And it says immediately they left their nets and they followed him. And then we see this reiterated. This, this is repeated in Mark chapter 1, verse 18. The same story is given to us. And it uses the word forsook. It says they forsook or they abandoned their nets and they followed him. And in Luke chapter 5, verse 11, the same exact thing. We see the idea of they abandoned everything and they followed Jesus. So I think it's really, really interesting that God uses three different gospels to tell the same story. And we see words like abandon, 
forsaking, dropping, leaving, and then following Jesus. And I think that's super interesting when we look at that. And um, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about what these nets meant. Like, what does that mean? That they forsook everything, that they abandoned everything. Um, What's interesting is as a youth pastor, right? So I was a youth pastor for many years. As a youth pastor, uh, sometimes your office the youth pastor office becomes a catch-all for everything, all right? And so if any of my youth pastor friends might be watching this, you can kind of understand and relate to what I'm saying. It's one of these things where it's like, hey, we don't know what to do this with this thing, so let's stick it in John's office, all right? Because he's the youth pastor. Surely he can figure out something to do with it. And that just happens like all the time. Like they'll clean out their house or they'll clean out the church somewhere and they'll just find stuff and like, hey, nobody else wants, we don't want to throw it away. So let's just give it to the youth pastor because maybe they can do an activity with it. So one day I walk in my office as a youth pastor and on my desk are two boxes, just like this. And it, it's called the super spreader cast net, all right? Two of them. I, I, I don't use, cast, I do fish, but I've never used casting nets before. I never talked about using casting nets, but I walk in my office and on my desk um, are two boxes of casting nets. And I have no idea where they came from. Nobody left me a note. There was just some stuff on the floor too that somebody just kind of dropped off. And I know what happened. Somebody probably just said, man, I bet the youth pastor could have an activity with casting nets. And that's exactly what happened. So they left these nets um, on my office. And, and so I've actually had them forever. I don't know why I kept it. Now I guess I'm just becoming a hoarder and I just keep things. Uh, but I kept it and I've never used it. It's still in the box. But it got me thinking about this idea of nets. And uh, just bear with the history lesson for just a minute. There's actually three main kinds of nets. Um, there's a thing called a drag net where you put a net out in the water and either there's two boats on either side of the net and they drag it in to shore. Um, or you can even have just people on the shore. They cast the net out and two different, and they just drag it through. And the idea is this, is whatever's inside that net area is going to get caught. It's why it's called a drag net. They just kind of drag it through. The other kind of net is the kind of net that this is. It's called a casting net. Um, it's where it's usually circular. Um, it might be square, but you cast it out and it sinks to the bottom with some weights and it traps underneath this net everything that might be in that area. And then as you pull the rope, it collapses the net around itself and you drag it in. It's, it's called, this is called a casting net, all right? Um, the third kind of net is what they call, a, it's a pass-through net. Um, some people call it a catch-all net. But what it is, is you set up a series of nets. One net has really wide openings that fish can swim through, but the next net, they can't get past it and they don't know to swim back out. The good thing about these kind of nets is that you can set it and then leave it and come back the next day. There's no really work involved. You just come back and then you can catch whatever's inside that, inside that area. The interesting thing is, is that these three types of nets are the same types of nets that have been used for millennia. Like thousands of years, nets, the styles of nets haven't changed. There's still three main types. There's a drag net, a casting net, and the catch-all or the pass-through net. And I thought that was really interesting as you're looking at uh, what these nets mean. The only thing that's changed is what they're made out of. So today our nets, these, these nets here, um, they're made out of nylon, made by a machine that just kind of presses them together and really quickly um, and a little more inexpensive to make. Other than that, they're identical. So the nets that were used here the first century when Jesus was talking to his disciples, uh, their nets were made out of flax and some natural materials that they would hand make. So they were a lot more expensive. Um, and the nets that they were actually used, they would, take, they would take very good care with them. But what I want to see is this, is that the nets for these guys, when Jesus walked by and he says, hey, follow me, for them to drop their nets, 
it was a lot bigger deal than sometimes we understand. Because these nets meant everything to them. Like it literally was their identity. It identified who they were as their occupation. They were fishermen. And as a fisherman, they, they had to have a net. Like they could be fishermen without a boat. Like they didn't have to have a boat to be a fisherman. But without a net, they weren't a fisherman. There was no way that without a net, they could catch enough fish to sell at the market and make a living for themselves. These nets were more than just a tool. It's literally who they were. It, it was who they were. It's what they did. Um, it was their family identity. And they took such good care of their nets. We see when Jesus talked to James and John, what it said in Matthew is that they were in their boats mending their nets. Now, what does that mean? Their nets were made out of flax and, and natural materials, which means as they would drag these nets through the Sea of Galilee, they would catch up on stumps and logs. And uh, sometimes just by the amount of fish they would catch, these nets would break down and they would rip and tear. And if you have a hole in your net, you're not going to catch much. It's like trying to fill a bucket full of water with a hole in your bucket. It's not, you're not going to be able to do anything with it. And so they would literally spend hours and hours and hours of their day every day sewing their nets back together. And then even when they were at home and they weren't mending nets, what they were doing is they were building new nets. They were making brand new ones because the ones, there, there would come a point where even those nets they were mending, that they wouldn't be able to mend them anymore. They would be beyond repair. And so their whole world revolved around their nets. It, just their whole day. Every, every hour of their day, they, they spent taking care of or making nets because they knew without a net, they weren't a fisherman. And so Jesus walks by and he says, look, I want you to leave everything. I want you to follow me. And when they left their nets, it's like without their nets, they're unemployed. Without their nets, they're not anybody. And get this, understand this, like James and John and Peter and Andrew, their dads were fishermen. Their uncles were fishermen. Their grandfathers, fishermen. Their great-grandfathers, fishermen. That's all their family knows. And so for them to take their nets and abandon their nets, actually leave their nets and walk away from that, it wasn't just them walking away from a net. It was them walking away from their identity and not just their identity, but their family identity. Like this defined who they were, not just as a man, but as their family. Like their dad could relate to them because they were fishermen, because he knew fishing. But if they were to leave and go start a different business and do something totally different, now it's like a whole new dynamic. Their dad really wouldn't be able to relate to that because all he knows is fishing. And so this was a big deal for them to walk away and do that. It'd be like a police officer without a gun um, or a fireman without a fire hose or Tom Brady without a deflated football. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, sorry, all New England, I had to go there, right? But um, it's, 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 <laughs> these nets are who they are. It's what sets apart who they are and they mean everything, everything to them. So for them to abandon them on the shoreline, for James and John to abandon, them, like drop them in the boat and jump out of the boat and swim to the shore, they weren't just leaving nets behind. They were leaving themselves. They were literally leaving what they thought defined them. They were leaving what they thought was their comfort and security in life. They were leaving their source of income and their very livelihood. Such a bigger thing than just leaving a net. And in fact, in Mark chapter 8, 
In Mark chapter 8, um, in verse 34, it says, Summoning the crowd along with his disciples, Jesus said to them, If anybody wants to be my follower, he must deny himself. Like we've heard that before, right? Deny yourself. But what does it mean? What it means is when he says deny yourself, he's almost kind of referring to what his disciples did when they, they had their nets in their hands and they're holding these things that, de that define them. And he says, to follow me, you have to deny yourself. And what that means is you have to drop what it is you think defines you. You have to drop what it is, this world you've built around yourself. You have to drop whatever it is that's, that's your comfort and your security in life. You have to deny what you think has come to define who you are. And then he says this, and he says, deny yourself and then take up his cross. What does that mean? See, we can drop our nets, but then what? Like I can drop this net that I think defines me, but I could pick it right back up. I can drop a net. I can drop the net of my, my work. I can drop the net of my, um, my identity. I can drop the net of everything I think defines me and I can put it down, but then I can pick it right back up. So what Jesus says is that if you're gonna really follow me, you have to drop your net. You have to deny yourself, but then take something else up. You have to take up something else. And what is that other thing we take up? He calls it your cross. And what that really means is following me. So now if I drop my net and I'm going to follow Christ, my new, Christ, my new identity is not me. My new identity is what Christ is in me. It's who he is in me, living through me. That's my new identity. It's no longer a net. It's no longer what I've built my own life to be. It's Christ in me, and that's my cross. And it's wherever he leads me and whatever he calls me to do. Drop your nets and to deny yourself. And we all have nets in our life. We all have nets of, of a good job. We all have nets of, of security or comfort. We all have nets of our money. We also have nets of fear. We also have nets of sin in our life, that, that one thing we're just holding on to, like we just don't want to drop that part of our life. We have nets of addiction and habits, and we have these things that we think identify and define who we are. But they don't define us. The nets in my life and the nets in your life, they don't define me. It doesn't make me who I am. You know what it really does? It confines me. It locks me away and it keeps me from living to whatever potential God has for me, whatever he wants me to do for his glory. It keeps me away from that. As long as I'm holding on to this net, I'll never be able to experience and see and do what it is that God created me to do because I'm holding on to a net. It confines us, it restricts us, it holds us back. And what Jesus says here in chapter eight of, of Mark, just a few chapters after he calls his disciples and they drop their nets, he's like, look, you have to drop these things and you have to pick up me. We have to pick up Christ. We actually have to put on Christ and live as if Christ is living through us in our life. These guys, I, I love this. We, we see these words forsake. We see these words abandon. We see these words left behind. And what we understand is they left them never to go back to them again. 
They left these things to follow Jesus. And what I love is this, is Jesus just said two words to these guys. He walked by the shore and he sees these guys working, doing what they've always done since they were little, little boys and all they've ever known to do. And he, all he says is, follow me. And that was enough. That was enough for these guys to leave everything and follow Jesus. And for us, we have the whole New Testament. Like we're able to see the whole story. We're able to see that Jesus, not only did he deny himself, not only did he take up his cross, but he went all the way to Calvary and gave his life for us. And then he was buried, but then he was rose again on the third day. And he's promised us he's coming back. So we see the whole story. And Jesus isn't just saying, just follow me to us. And we're blindly to accept it. We get to see everything. And yet it's still very hard for us to drop our nets. It's still really hard for us to drop what we think we are and pick up Christ. I love what Jesus says in John chapter 12, verse 26. He says this, if any man serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall my servant be also. What does that mean? Jesus said, if anybody's, gonna, if anybody's going to serve me, he says, follow me. Because where I am, that's where my servant's gonna be. So think about this. The question this morning is this, as we're talking about, as we move forward next week with our RUN series, is where is Jesus showing up in your life? And can we honestly say that where he's showing up in our life, that's where we are? Or is it maybe the, some of the same struggles that I have where Jesus shows up in a part of my life and I try to stay away from that? Because maybe it's too difficult or maybe it's too hard or maybe it's too scary or maybe there's too much selfishness in my own life that I don't really want to give up whatever net I'm holding on to. But Jesus says, if you're going to serve me, that means you're going to follow me. And what that means, what Jesus says is, so when I show up in your life, wherever, whatever area of your life that I'm going to challenge you in, when I show up, are you going to be there? Are you going to be there following and serving me? Otherwise, because if we're not there, then we're really not serving Jesus. If we're not there, then we're really not following Jesus. So just some things to think about today and be challenged about that, look, what are the nets in our life that might be holding us back and restricting us? What are the nets in our life that are keeping us from investing financially in God's work here at Morningstar and around the world? What are the nets of fear or, or um, just unwillingness that we're not willing to drop in the area of serving in the church or doing the things that God has gifted us to do. And we're going to unpack that next week as we're able to meet together as we continue this Are You In series. So challenge each other, challenge ourselves from the Word of God of what is it? What is that net that I'm not letting go of? And let's drop it. Let's use the words in our own life that we can say, like these guys did, that they abandoned the nets, never to return to them ever again. And then pick up this identity of Christ that we're supposed to have because He's living in us and go and change the world. Hey, listen, I, I appreciate you guys taking a few minutes um, to watch and, and to connect with us here at Morningstar. And I just want you to, don't forget, listen, I know, again, we couldn't meet together to worship corporately, um, but let's not let that stop us from worshiping God in our giving. 
that we can still be faithful in whatever he's laid on our heart to give and support so that we can reach more people both in this community and around the world. So you can go to our website. Um, and there's a Give Now um, icon on our website that you can click on that. And it's totally secure. And you're able, you can give whatever God lays in your heart to give. Um, but let's be faithful in our giving. Even though we might not be able to meet together because of weather, let's not let that stop us from serving God in all areas of our life. And let's drop the nets. And let's take up our cross and let's live for Christ. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions about Morningstar Baptist Church or today's message, visit MorningstarDayton.org and choose Contact Us.